Happy New Year's. I might actually edit that clap out. You know, Blake doesn't edit claps out. Yeah. <laughs> says the one who says, I don't edit nothing. I don't edit nothing on these shows. <laughs> I'm going to try to get through this dang show without coughing the whole time. So we got to do something with this boom mic here. It's no, right I like in, looking at you right through the crack of it. No, it ain't nothing the way you've adjusted it. It's always that way. Well, you know, we could probably sit here. Well, you know, another thing we could probably do, you could probably mount that to that table right there. Make it. I, I know y'all listening to this. I know you care a lot about where we have our microphones <laughs> mounted. So uh, we we just figured we'd add that in there. Well, you know, this is where we talk about a lot of useless things on this podcast. <laughs> it's an important detail. Oh, no, we're going to talk about some important things today. Good. Because, you know, I can't tell you how many... Probably hundreds of people have asked me, what can I be doing? What can I be doing to be a better citizen, a better American, a better person? And, well, the opportunities are endless. And you know why most people ask the question, what can I be doing? Because they don't want to do nothing. Because they don't want to freaking do nothing. That's exactly right. I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks that. Well, then this is the day of people wanting you to tell them everything and not figure it out for themselves. Yeah. A lot of the questions that we get are, how do I do this? How, and, I mean, it's fine. I don't, I don't mind answering them, and it's fine to have some guidance and somewhere to start. But half the time, the place to start is to just go do it. If you want to be a better person, then go do something. And if the fruits of it aren't good, then that means you shouldn't do that anymore because you're not being a better person by doing it. Exactly. What brings me to another point. People ask the wrong questions. Yeah. People ask the wrong questions. Does that make sense to any of you guys listening to this? By, by the way, I, any of this conversation, I'm not directing toward you guys that listen to the conversation listen to the podcast because if you take the time to listen to the podcast you're not one of these people right not, not just my podcast but any any other podcast right well, yeah. if you take the time to educate yourself and you're not hitting me up you know people got offended the other day when i did that q a thing on instagram because so many people were asking about running and we addressed a lot of the running topics on the podcast and they were mad because I didn't answer those questions for them on Instagram because they were too freaking lazy to go and click the link and listen to the podcast if they wanted to hear what I had to say about running. They just wanted you to answer theirs and not have to listen. They wanted to me to answer theirs on Instagram so they could get the little snippet version of the answer to the question because they don't really want to know. They, yeah. they, they don't want to make... that. Literally, they are offended that I just recorded an hour and a half of answering their questions. And because now they have to go click a click a link that I made available to them and go and take the time to actually listen to a, a form of media where you can actually learn something, you're not going to learn jack squat through text on Instagram. Yeah. It, you know what? Instagram is becoming a garbage bin. That's what it's becoming. Yeah. And 
And I'm like, no, man. First of all, you're not asking the right freaking question. Don't ask me for tips on how to run. That's that's retarded. Don't ask me for that. Yeah. That's the wrong question. If you are having trouble getting out and and running, there's something deeper there. You need to ask a deeper freaking question than give me tips on how to run. If you wanted tips on how to run, there's probably a million hours of content online that is nothing but tips on how to run. You can find that. Don't ask me. You you know what? You know how I'm not talking to you guys listening to the podcast by the way. I'm talking to the the general people that don't know how to even ask a freaking question. Just the people you run into in town or yeah, wherever that Exactly. Okay? Um yeah, man. It's it's it drives me a little bit nutty. Well, you don't even really have that good of running form anyway. <laughs> you're just you're just tough. Yeah, exactly. When when I decided I wanted to start ultra running, guess what I did? I went and listened to probably a hundred hours worth of podcasts on, that were specifically about running. I listened to gathered all that information for myself. Instead of reaching out and thinking that I deserved to get a direct answer from somebody that had had done the research and was doing the sport, I don't deserve a direct answer from them. I can go find the freaking answer myself. If you really want to do it, you're going to go find the dang answer. But yeah, people were offended that they had to listen to the podcast to hear my take on a question. First of all, I can't answer a freaking question on Instagram. People ask me the... Some people do ask the right questions on Instagram. And I'm like, really, man? You expect me to answer this complex of a question in a freaking direct message? I would have to sit down here and write 10 paragraphs. Well, Instagram's like for... What size and color is that shirt you got on? Yeah. It's a red medium. Oh, man. You can answer those. That's a blast. Instagram's becoming a freaking garbage bin, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not gonna get off of it until they kick me off because it's a great way to put out information around opportunities and stuff. But um, anyways, what's up, Cat Sack? Hey. We got Caitlin up in this up in this studio right here. Uh-huh. Caitlin is a dancer, a singer, a mother. Um, Caitlin does all kinds of stuff. She she's a really great cook. She's Blake's wife. Um, she's a runner. She's a new runner. She's a soon to be. She should be a daggone ultra runner. Why haven't you signed up for a dang ultra marathon yet? I haven't decided if I want to waste my time doing that yet. Spend <laughs> spend your time. Spend my time. Well, you're, I, you, I mean, you're already a really solid distance runner. Yeah. I don't think it would take, but just a, just a small effort for you to, uh, go out and do an ultra. You might, obviously, if you don't train, I don't even want to say a lot, but if you don't spend, waste that time doing a little bit of training, it's going to be a little more painful for you, but you'll be able to do it. Well, yeah. uh, 
it, it, there's no way it could be more painful for you than Blake's first ultra <laughs> no. was for him. Mm-mm. No way. That would be my motivation. Oh, Blake can do it. Well, look, this I is I can do it. This is why Cat isn't training because <laughs> she has to have somebody. Good gosh, son, you're about to tick me oh. off with that crap. <laughs> Sorry now about Chad that. Will get a bad comment. Good gosh. <laughs> She could quit coughing and every time you're talking. Cat's got to have somebody to watch the kids so she can go run. And in order to, I mean, I'm I'm here. I'm here to bother my kids. But in order for me to do that, I've got other things going on. So I've got to have some kind of schedule to know I, I, I'm going to have the kids this time and I'll do this stuff later. And she don't like to plan like you. So it just makes her mad. And she said, I just want to go run when I want to go run. And I don't want to have to ask nobody. So... That's very challenging for me. I'm like, no, I'd just rather be able to go and be free, and that's been hard for hard for me. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I don't understand those struggles. Nope. Yeah. That's foreign to me. Chad posted something on uh, Instagram the other day, and it was a picture of a person handing a kid to another person and it said doesn't this make you want to have kids and and the guy that w- didn't have the kid said no it just reminded me that my life could be worse <laughs> you know? that ain't even right is it <laughs> no it's, I, it's a I got re- <laughs> good gosh <laughs> my gosh i, I got rebuked for that uh, oh i know you, oh, would. Sure you would i had many mothers rebuke me <laughs> Uh, from that mm-hmm. post there, they rebuked me biblically. Rebuked me. Yep. Good. Yeah. That that one didn't go over gonna, so well. For I wasn't me. gonna say nothing, but I knew it was gonna be coming to you. Oh yeah. I, I mean, it was a. I understand the the meme was distaste distasteful, but the brief moment of humor that I got from it inspired me to repost it. You know, but it wasn't funny. To nobody else that's got kids. I have a saying for all who have kids. Blessings to all who have children. That's more like a It's a really, melody, it's a it? jingle. <laughs> it's I a love, jingle. I personally love when you give parenting advice and you don't have kids. Like <laughs> yesterday on, or the podcast you do with your dad and you said, um, the older child is, what'd you say? The older child usually is it's the always most dom- the most dominant. dominant. And yeah. I was like. No, it's not. Not always. Not always. Usually they say the first child is like, oh, and then you get your second one and it's like, what is going on? It's crazy. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. But you wouldn't know because you don't have kids. There's, you know, there's no better thing than you can, that you can do with your life, I, I believe, than raise kids. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you've just chosen to... uh just toil your life away and not have them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no better thing you can do with your life than, than have kids. That's why I ain't having them. I don't want to do nothing good with my life. Well, you know, ta- uh, Paul told me the other day, he said, you know, um, Paul in the Bible, Paul of Tarsus, uh, in one of his writings, was expounding on how you're actually better off if you don't even get married yeah. and you just serve the Lord. And Paul Wilder said, you know, I think that, that probably bleeds over some into having kids, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, yep, I'll, I'll amen that, Paul. Yeah. But, well, <clears throat> kind of what I wanted to talk about today, and I think what maybe Sunday's 
podcast. I, I'm sorry for all this snorting and coughing Jeez. over here, man. I, I feel like freaking Blake. You're getting on my nerves. I really crap. feel like Blake over here. He, you know, this is shameful. Um, I think what we may start doing for Sunday's podcast is uh start talking through this book right here, the Know Your Bill of Rights book. Do you even know? Does okay, listeners. How many of you know what the Bill of Rights are? Most of you may not. There's been plenty of time in my life that I didn't know, understand what the Bill of Rights was, where it fits, what is the House of Representatives, what is the Senate, what is Congress, um, what, are these, what are these words? Uh, well, the Bill of Rights is very important. The Bill of Rights essentially is the, the amendments that are contained in the Constitution, right? So, the First Amendment. What does the First Amendment cover? Most people, the only thing that they think of when they think of the First Amendment is freedom of speech, okay? So, what the Bill of Rights is, is it covers down on human liberties, like your, your God-given liberties, all right? As I'm reading through this, this is what I'm understanding and, and coming to a better knowledge of what they are. So that's pretty important. It deals with individual liberties, our rights as human beings, okay? And uh, of all, all documents, I believe this is uh, a piece that we, as the people, should commit to memory or at least have a deep understanding of them. I like what Ted said on the Joe's podcast about those, and they was talking about the Bill of Rights, and he said, uh, I, had to, I had them rights before they were written down, Joe, and he said, what do you mean? How did you get that? And he said, they're my God-given rights. What do you yeah. mean how did I get them? Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's what every human's got those, just America, American or America, when it was founded, chose to write them down and let people exercise them until now. So you guys want to know what you could be doing right now to, to become a better American, a better patriot. Um, well, I'm going to give you a little challenge here. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing right now to be better because... It ain't time to take up arms yet, okay? So just quit, quit, quit uh, imagining that and imagining that that's what, what we should all be doing right now. Um, I, like to, I like to go straight to that myself, but it ain't time for that yet. So what should we be doing? Let me tell you what I'm doing. I've got this brand new American flag over here. All right? I'm hanging this American flag in my room. And every morning when I get up, the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to pledge my allegiance to my nation, to America. All right? Not the Democratic Party, not the Republican Party. I'm going to re-pledge my allegiance to my country. Why am I doing this? Because I have 
went through phases over the last year where I have thought about completely ditching my allegiance to that flag. I'm not going to lie to you. They, this is, they've done this to me. Um, but what's happened is, is I've become confused. I'm not repledging, I'm not pledging my allegiance to the government. I'm here to pledge my allegiance to the, the foundational principles of what this country is, what America represents, what it was cre- what it was created to be. And that's why this is powerful. To pledge your allegiance to something verbally is powerful. So every morning I'm going to get up. I'm going to stand in front of my flag, the flag of my nation. I'm going to put my hand on my heart, and I'm going to say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. If you don't know what a freaking republic is, figure it out. To the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That's what I'm going to do every morning. After that, I am going to say the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to acknowledge the power and dominion of God the Father, the creator of heaven and earth, by saying the Lord's Prayer out loud. I think you should say the Lord's Prayer first. Well, you can do that. If you want to say the Lord's Prayer first, you can. You can do that. I've thought about this. I may say it first some mornings. All right. I'm not getting to what some people don't eat, but some people ain't even going to say the Lord's prayer and that's okay. Yeah. All right. For me, this, for me, I am, I, my allegiance to God is, is concrete. What this is about is repledging my allegiance to the idea of America. All right. For me personally, the the order, you, Blake, you're probably right, but this this the the order doesn't matter. Do those things, all right. Um, the Lord's prayer, you can find it. I guess I should should have looked up where you can find it in the Bible. Yeah, I don't know what the verses are. I'm looking up. Well, I, I mean, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. It's how Jesus told us to pray. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. There you go. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Commit that to memory. Say it every morning. And then, on top of pledging my allegiance and reciting the Lord's Prayer, I am educating myself on my rights as an American, as a human being. And I'm doing that through this book right here. This book so far is a wonderful book. It's very easy to read. 
It's not big, but I'm reading it slowly to where I understand it. I'm actually going to commit my Bill of Rights to memory, okay? That's what, that, that is my goal. I don't think it's that difficult. And so, this is what I'm doing every day. If you want to know what you can be doing, well, here's a suggestion. If, 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 if saying, let's go Brandon, is leaving you feeling empty and unaccomplished, Here's something that you can do that won't leave you feeling empty and unaccomplished. It's actually going to leave you feeling empowered, educated. It's going to leave you with with an understanding of what is rightfully yours. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's powerful. This is a powerful practice. I think it too. A lot of people probably don't even know all the stuff that's listed out in that Bill of Rights. Like you said, they know the freedom of speech, the right to bear arms, and down the list. But you know the common ones. The but, First Amendment is much deeper than the freedom of speech. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think people realize what not only their God-given rights are, but what they have the right to do living in America. Like everybody has the right to do that if you're a human. Now, whether or not the government you live under allows you to do it openly, is, I mean, that's different according to where you live. But to see that and say, wow, I'm an American and I have the right to do this and the government can't say anything about it legally, then yeah, that should empower you to go exercise the things that you want to do there. And when someone bucks you on it, you can say, hey, this is my dang right, man. Yeah. And, and you can say it's in this amendment, and here it is, and this is what it says, and you can tell them, I'm not wearing a mask, and you say I've got to, and <laughs> where, where are we at? <laughs> you know? So I'm going to do this for 30 days. I, I may actually do it beyond 30 days, but I'm just going to put it out there to you guys as a challenge <laughs> to do it for 30 days. You should be able to know your Bill of Rights within 30 days. You should. You could read this book in two days. Um, what do you want to call this thing? I don't know. Uh, I have uh, to put some thought into it. I don't want to just uh, arbitrary throw something out there. I was going to call it restore allegiance. Yeah, restored allegiance or something like that. There you go, pulling those moves where you've thought on this name for like three days. I, I'm not home. And I'm asking. not settled on that name yet, though. What do you think, Kat? You got any ideas? I could just keep it simple and be the Bill Challenge. <laughs> it's got to be catchier than that, though. <laughs> you got talking to that mic, Kat. Well, I hear myself. <laughs> I hear myself. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. <laughs> Laughing makes me cough. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, that's pretty good. I'll come up with a name for this, and I'll, I'll I'll put it out there for those of you guys that are on social media so you can share it on there, and we can do this thing together. Um, So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through parts of this book with you guys on Sunday's ex- ep- episode, episode, and... Uh, and just let you know what the important parts for me. First, so today, I just want to go through 
what stood out to me on in the introduction. Get this quote from Benjamin Franklin right here. In, in free governments, the rulers are the servants of the people, their superiors and sovereigns. The rulers are the servants of the people in free government. This is Benjamin Franklin, a quote from Benjamin Franklin. That really stood out to me. How long has it been since you felt like the leaders of your government were your servants? I don't know that I've ever felt that way. Yeah. Well, that's the way they um that's the way they intended it. All right. So that stood out to me. Um let's see. What do I have underlined right here? Was um Okay, I'll skip that. Okay. Let's talk about real quick. We talked about a little bit earlier. Blake said, "Well, why should we know these bill of rights? Well, it's so that we can we can uphold them and have confidence in what our rights are in our day to day life, right?" Um, and in the introduction of this book, uh, the book basically makes the the case that be, just because this bill of rights is written down, uh. It's not like some piece of paper is going to just float along and save the day. Yeah. The point of them writing this down is so that you can educate yourself and the principles within the Bill of Rights can be upheld by you in daily life. When your rights are being stolen from you, this little piece of paper ain't going to float in and land on the table and save the freaking day. Um, and if you don't know what your rights are, it's real easy to steal them from you. If you didn't know you had $20 in your pocket and someone took it out of there, you, you wouldn't miss it. You, wouldn't, you never knew it was there. Exactly. So, Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson, clearly stated this. Uh, he, he knew that the fact that they were writing this down didn't mean anything. Thomas Jefferson said, we must educate and inform the whole mass of the people. They are the only sure reliance for the preservation of our liberty. That's why this, that's why I'm challenging you with this. You educating yourself ensures the preservation of all of our liberty. That's why it's important yeah. to educate yourself, okay? Thomas Jefferson wrote this down. Um, Patrick, Here's a quote from Patrick Henry that stood out to me. We should value liberty over all, even our lives. What, why does that make sense? Well, because it's a... It's a like I feel like it's a view for the it's a betterment for the whole, right? Like if you if everyone said, "Hey, that's not worth my life," then it's going to go away. Liberty's going to go away because yeah. you eventually there's going to come a time where you've got to fight for it again. <clears throat> and if everyone said that's not worth my life, then then it's gone. And that yeah, I think it does have to be defended. Uh, another reason why that made so much sense to me is. Are you really living if you don't have liberty? Yeah. Like, 
What kind of life have you been living in New York City the last two years, locked in your freaking house, not able to do anything? Have yeah. you? Ha, ha, do you consider that life? That's the question. Is life without liberty worth living? Yeah. My opinion is no. No, I mean, if you... No. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Let's talk about this word patriotism because i said it earlier patriotism what does patriotism actually mean do you, I, I want you to also take this into consideration you have to know the meaning of the words you're saying for them to have any power you have to understand the meaning of words so to say the word patriotism and have no depth of understanding of what patriotism means, do you think you're being a patriot because you support Donald Trump? Do you think you're being a patriot because whatever? Be, what a, you need to know what the freaking word means. Mm -hmm. Okay? True patriotism is the belief in the ideals that this nation was founded upon. It is not ignorance of them and unthinking, endless devotion to government. You're, you are not being a patriot by being devoted to a political party. Mm -hmm. Or unthinking. Don't get that freaking skewed. Yeah. You're being a patriot when you believe, you know, you understand the ideals and you uphold the ideals that America was founded upon. You can't be a patriot and be ignorant to what, you, to, to, to what your, your nation was founded upon. You can't be a patriot. Yeah. Never forget the founder's message that we, the people, are one, governed only by our consent. Two, that we create the government. And that, and, okay, here's number three. And that we have the right to change government if it exceeds its limitations. Do not take your freedoms for granted lest they slowly erode until like an ancient parchment they crumble at the slightest provocation. Y'all got anything up to this point? I would say I think it would be pretty hard to fight for something if you didn't know what you were fighting for or about. Yeah. Ignorance. Ignorance is a. Do you guys remember seeing those clips on? Um, that I've seen them online multiple times where they go to college campuses and they ask the students, "What was the Revolutionary War fought up fought over? Who who fought in the Revolutionary War? Mm -hmm. Um, who was the first president of the United States? How?" Any, any, the, these questions that are literally found foundational knowledge of the structure of the, the civilization that we live in. 
Yeah. They can't answer any of them. Well, do, do, not- you know there's people alive right now, grown freaking people that don't even understand what freaking 9-11 is? Yeah. Ignorance has gotten us to this a deep and willful ignorance has got us to this point. Yeah. So you're exactly right, Caitlin. Well, I don't think um, people find it important anymore. They don't see the importance of knowing or even caring, maybe, to know these things. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's clearly not important to the government that's the government that is in place to make them known because they have a different agenda than upholding the Bill of Rights. So you think they're going to, I mean, yeah, you talk about it in school, but it's not driven home. So at an early age, you have the opportunity to start sharing and being patriotic about this is very important and this is why, and you see this, how the government has went this way and it's different from the way it was initially established. And I mean, all the stuff you read is, is totally, if someone said that the government today, yeah, it's, it's still that way that I don't think anybody believes that. And so now it's changed and we've got the book here that says if government is grown beyond its, what it should be doing, that we have the right to change it. And so I, to me, the question is, how do you go about changing it and bringing it back down? I mean, we've got this. America was founded on this that said we, we can change it, and it's wrong. So we have the right. We have it's wrong the way it is now. And so it's time to change it. But, like, has it grown too big? The to- first step is for people to educate themselves. That's the first step yeah. in changing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because this should give people, like Kat said, the understanding of it is, like, we do have the right to this. You know, people may not even know that. Yeah. We're exercising our rights right now in this conversation. We are exercising our First Amendment rights right now. Pretty, Pretty awesome. All right. Here's the next quote that stood out to me. All right, this is a quote from Socrates. Since Socrates was a pagan, um, this quote, I think, has some validity, but it is not true. But it stood out to me. And it says, Socrates says, the beginning of wisdom is in the definition of terms. Remember how I told you a minute ago that you have to understand what words mean? Okay? Yeah. Now, Socrates, I'm sorry, you're wrong. The beginning of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Somebody asked me the other day, how are you so wise? I've said I began fearing the Lord and understanding his wisdom and seeking out his wisdom. Wisdom is not coming from me. It's not emanating from me. It's because I chose to understand the wisdom of the designer of everything. Okay, that's the beginning of all wisdom. But Socrates, I believe you you are onto something there. One of the foundational building blocks of wisdom is the definition of terms, understanding what words mean. Okay, 
That stood out to me. And why is this important? Well, here's a great excerpt quote right here from author Philip Dick. The basic tool for the manipulation of reality is the manipulation of words. If you can control the meaning of words, you can control the people who must use the words. You guys remember I told you that there is an all-out attack on your perception of reality? This is how it's happening. Mm -hmm. Through the manipulation of words. Okay? This is how the Bill of Rights and our Constitution is being attacked through the manipulation of words. When you read the Bill of Rights, you have to know the context of what the word meant to the men that wrote it in the time that they wrote it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because the the meaning of words is being and uh, co just consistently manipulated. Yeah. To the point that some words... The meaning has been completely changed in today's society from what it used to be. The word gay is yeah. the one that stands out in my... It, it's one of many examples. The, uh, a word that a hundred years ago, probably less than that, had a, it, the word had a beautiful meaning. Yeah. The meaning of the word has literally been manipulated and changed into something that isn't unrecognizable from what the word was created to mean or was was designed to mean in the in the English language. Yeah, even some old like was it a Christmas song? There's some song talks about having a gay old time. Yeah. And that's not it that's not that old of a song, like maybe the fifties or something. Yep. And so that's one of the beautiful things about this book is it goes through, as it goes through, it gives you the original meaning of the words that are used to write the Bill of Rights. Have you said what the book and author and all is yet? This is the Know Your Bill of Rights book by Sean Patrick. Okay? That's what it is. I want you guys to know that words are important. And when I say that your perspective or your perception of reality is under attack, this is what I mean. We are literally creating new words to describe lifestyles that are impossible in terms of reality we are having to create brand new words to describe those lifestyles. That is a manipulation of language and a direct attack on reality. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm talking about. It's how they manipulate the context of what the Bill of Rights says, what Congress says. They debate the meaning of the words. Well, and words also give life to thoughts. You know, a, a thought, thoughts are words to God, but thoughts are not words to man. So when man tries to describe what's in his brain, he has to use words. And so 
these evil thoughts that people have, they're creating words to give life to that thought and therefore putting the evil out into the world. So not only knowing what they are, but even just creating them. You know, they've manipulated it, but by doing that and creating a word for it, they've then just given life to that evil thought that they had because without it, they couldn't have talked about it or made it happen, you know. So words, I mean, we say it all the time, but there's a prime example of how powerful words are used right or wrong. They they have a lot of power. Well, that's all I got from the introduction of this book here. On the next episode, we will dig into the first human right, the First Amendment that we have listed in the Bill of Rights, and we'll talk through that and my understanding of it and what it means and how it applies. And um, This is not an excuse for you to not do your own study. Okay? Supplemental. Yeah. Because what we've went over here is just little small parts, obviously, of what I, what I read in this book. So don't think that this is your, your study. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody asked me the other day, no, somebody asked me when I did that Instagram question thing. They said, boy, Chad, I sure have seen you getting really fired up about stuff here lately. Are you secure in your faith in God? Well, well, yeah. That's, that's where the passion comes from, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're, I would ask the question to someone who is not getting fired up and... <laughs> raising a ruckus then it i mean to me it it it's the it's the reason nobody's doing anything they don't have passion for america so why that that's why they're not getting fired up about it i, I mean i don't know why you'd even ask that question I, i'll tell you why because i think a lot there's a large portion of Christians who take the the teachings of Jesus and essentially use them as an excuse to live a life of apathy. Mm -hmm. In other words, to live a life saying, well, you know what? I'm secure in my salvation. I'm not supposed to be concerned about what's happening here around me in life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in fact, whoever is worried about, I don't even want, whoever is concerned or passionate about what's going on in terms of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in life, whoever is concerned about that is is actually uh, off, the pa is off the path. Yeah, they're... Just a, that's a cult or something. Yeah, they're they're off the path, man. And well, and that's how it, that's how they have used words to to brand that on on the news or whatever. People that are that way are crazy. That's how they brand it when it's put out in the news. Of anybody that, if you were to 
organize a militia and just say, hey, we've got this militia here in town and, and you know, we, we've got it. We're exercising Which is, our right. is in your Bill of Rights, by the way. Yeah. Do you, if the news found out about that, can you imagine the story that would be put up on Imagine that? if the church found out about it. Uh, yeah. Yep. But I'll say to the <laughs> selfish salvation you were talking about, I would question if you say that you are saved and you know Jesus and you think, well, I'm fine, uh, you know, I'm not going to really do anything else, I'm not going to tell other people about it because it may inconvenience me, I'm not going to fight for what's right, I would question if you really got it. Because if you really get it, you can't not be talking to other people about salvation itself and about the liberties that God has given you and all of that. So the selfish salvation, I mean, I can't judge. I can't say someone's saved or not, but it would make me think, why are you Why are you not more passionate about it after your salvation? It, that shouldn't be like a, that was the goal. I'm good now. You know, that's, I've achieved this highest level of thing. Of, of accomplishment, and now I can just sit here, and I'm good. If I die, I go to heaven. If I don't, I'll just live my life here till I do. I mean, if that's the way you are, then there's no passion behind it. I don't know that you really experienced Jesus. I, maybe you did. I don't know. I'm not judging that, but that, to me, would be a sign. And I want you to understand, I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't hate anyone. That's not what this is all about. This is about the generations that are coming behind me. This is about them. And what is their life going to be like? Are they going to have the same opportunities that I had afforded to me? Yeah. And if that's all they have, that's not enough. If they come up after me and all they have is the same opportunities that were afforded to me, then I have failed. Yeah. They should have more opportunities, more liberty. They should have more than I had because what I had in the world that I grew up in is unfreaking sat. Yeah. And to say that, well, it's better than anywhere else in the world is not a freaking excuse, man. Oh, you can't compare. I'm so sick of people saying, well, this is still the best place, best country on earth. And this, who gives a crap? I don't care how it is in comparison to the rest of the world. Yeah. That's irrelevant to me. Yeah. I care about how it is in comparison to what it was created to be. That's what I care about. Well, and the people that talk about killing people, I mean, you're not <laughs> you're not going to exterminate all of the bad people to where it it then becomes this thing that is okay now. Like all these people are that are bad are in control. And if we just kill the bad people, there's no more bad people going to come into that position again. It's, it's not going to happen. So if that's your thought, it's totally wrong to just take up arms and just kill every, just attack the government and kill them. There's just more bad people going to come into it. So oh, yeah. that's definitely not the answer. Here's a quote. I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. Yeah. How about that? Well, I, that's you wouldn't what, hear that today. Yeah, that that's where I'm at. I disapprove of your thoughts and, and what you're saying, but I'll fight for your right to be able to say yep. them. That's where I'm at. Yeah. 
You ain't going to hear nobody say that today. And the First Amendment that we'll go over on the next episode actually talks about the relationship between the government and religion, the government and religious institutions. That's why I told you there's a lot more in it than just your freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. Okay? So we'll get to talk through that. Is your right to cancel people in there? You come across that? Yeah. No, that's, it's, yeah, that's in literally. Also, another part in the First Amendment is the freedom of the press. Yeah. All right? Being able to publish whatever it is, the crap you want to say. Yeah. Even if it's a direct lie, a blatant lie, attack, against the established government of the United States, you have the right to publish that with zero repercussions. Or filtration. Yeah, or filtrations, or censorship. Yeah. So, that's really what I wanted to talk about today. No, I think that's a good start to it. So, you, 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 guys, remember the, you guys remember what I'm doing. Don't freaking ask me. Don't ever ask me again. What you should be doing right now, because I just told you what I'm doing. So do it or shut your freaking mouth. I'm not talking to you guys on the podcast. I'm talking to the general public. <laughs> That'll probably never listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a good, uh, a good start to it. I'll say, though, uh, we do have some guests lined up here, so you guys might miss one of these on a Sunday for a guest episode. Or I guess we could use that for Wednesday, but... Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I, I know we got some good guests coming on. Yeah. I'm fired up, man. What do you think, Kat? You got anything to add to that? No, not really. I think, going back to that question that someone asked you on Instagram, I think... Sometimes it's just a tactic to make you question yourself, but I don't think it. they're some type of Christian, but I do believe they're just saying that just to knock you off your... Get them worked up. Yeah. I think a lot of people try to make Christians look stupid. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it, I guess it's a wonderful thing. If, if you want to... If you want to broadcast your ignorance to me, at least it lets me know where you're at. Yeah. At least there's no longer any question. Well, you should have just told that lady, said, uh, I disapprove of what you're asking me there, but I'm going to defend your right to be able to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. Yep. Amen to that. Yep. Well, you know, a lot of y'all, uh, a lot, well, a lot of y'all get sick and tired, I think, of, of uh, you know, um, hearing about what is happening, uh, what we should be doing, what we can be doing to get better, to be better citizens, to be better um, human beings, countrymen. Uh, a lot of you guys want to want to just hear about inspirational stuff and, and running and all that and all that stuff's fun to talk about. But I wanna I wanna let you know this stuff is important. 
Well, I don't know that everybody wants to hear that. The, the reason we're talking about this stuff right now is because these are the most, literally the most important things that we can be talking about right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about this stuff because I want to talk about it. I wish I didn't have to talk about any of this crap. I'm talking about this because I am truly convicted that this is the most important thing that we can talk about right now is our relationship with Christ, our understanding of Scripture, and our relationship with our nation and our understanding of what our rights are. Mm-hmm. Okay, those two things. Anything outside of the parameters of that is fluff. Because if we don't get those two things right, you don't get to enjoy the fluff. Yeah. So, that's all I got. I think that hit the nail on the head. That ought to get people fired up, let them know why it's important and what to do, and give them a uh, course of action. All right. If y'all, if y'all, um, if y'all want to do this with me, just tag three or seven project for now. I'll put it out on Instagram when I get started on it. Caitlin, you picked a terrible podcast to come out. <laughs> I didn't I was th- really this pick it. No. I was just joking around i'm gonna be on the podcast this ain't up her alley (laughs) caitlin's got a lot of wisdom she can share with the with the group one day well one day we just need to do a uh, a podcast on the things that caitlin has to share she shared good on patreon the other night praise the lord good good message on there so that's awesome all right guys this is the 37 podcast enough said